Hello and welcome to a special edition of the IDC Tech Talk podcast. I am your host, Miles Dawson, and I'm very happy today to be joined by IDC's security research team. We've got Dominic Trott, Mark Child, and Konstantin Richkoff in the room. Hello, guys. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. So, uh, to give our listeners a bit of context, uh, we're on site today, we're out of the office. It's the morning of June the 5th, 2019, and we're sitting in a meeting room at the Hilton Olympia, just around the corner from the Kensington Olympia, on the second day of InfoSec, one of the biggest security events in the industry. And we've just wrapped up IDC's annual InfoSec security breakfast. So, Dom, just as a starter, why don't you tell us a little bit about this breakfast and what it's all about? Yeah, thanks, and thanks everybody uh, for listening in. So, yes, uh, our IDC security breakfast briefing here at InfoSec, um, it's our opportunity to share back to the community some of our, our recent research that we've been doing, so some of our latest findings, latest stats, latest themes, frameworks, etc. but also a chance for us to share the work that we've been doing in collaboration with our CISO panel. So for those that aren't aware, here in our European Security Research Team, we work with a panel of something like 150 CISOs from all across Europe, and we speak to them in a number of different avenues, so on our monthly hangout calls, through the quarterly advisory board, and the pinnacle of our, our calendar is the annual CISO Summit. So sharing some of the, the priorities and concerns and aspirations that they have, that's the vehicle uh, for our, our breakfast briefing, giving some of that uh, insight back to the community. Absolutely, it's, it fits in a nice point in the year because it's about halfway between the CISO summits, isn't it? CISO summits usually in the sort of end of November time. It's about sort of early June, so it's a perfect sort of midway point through the year. Exactly right, and and uh, I think you're alluding to the fact that it kind of helps us to refine the the kind of the messaging we will take to CISO summit. That, that's correct. Uh, so smoothing off the rough edges of our thoughts at this time so that come CISO summit we'll be really on the money with some really impactful, heavy hitting analysis and thoughts. Absolutely. So we had a number of different speakers this morning. Uh, Mark, I would love to bring you in and get an understanding of what it is that you talked about this morning and uh, give us a bit of an overview. So uh, I talked this morning uh, about risk and resilience and the critical importance that companies are recognizing uh, of being able to get their systems uh, back online and operational, uh, even when struggling to deal with security incidents. There are a lot of facets to resilience. Uh, It incorporates um, elements of numerous uh, technologies, but also involves uh, people and processes. Um, And this is something that uh, also has been reflected with a lot of the conversations uh, I've been having um, during the first day at InfoSec. Absolutely, and uh, that's that's an interesting point. Actually, is well, since you've been over at InfoSec the first day, and we've got another day today as well. Um, what have you seen? Has there been anything in particular that's kind of jumped out at you and grabbed you as a as a key theme or topic? I would say there there were two key themes that I encountered. Um, first of all, um, the enormous volumes of uh, alert and monitoring data and threat intelligence that vendors are now able to uh, pull together, analyze using machine learning and artificial intelligence, and from that deliver actionable uh, insights to their clients to deliver uh, enhanced and even predictive protection is one thing that's come through. Uh, The other thing is around identity uh, and governance and digital trust. Organizations are increasingly uh, operating uh, and hybrid infrastructures, they have applications on premise, they have applications in the cloud, they have remote workers. Um, And it's a a challenge, but also an opportunity um, for them to deploy uh, 
identity governance solutions that build security um, around that no matter where uh, and when and from what their employees are accessing their um, digital assets. Absolutely. So, Constantine, uh, same question for you. So, Which of two you've, you've just asked? <laughs> so let's start with uh, what were you talking about this morning and then follow up with what, what exciting stuff have you seen at InfoSec? Okay, I've been talking the exciting stuff today in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the, the agile business and the agile security to underpin it, the, the fact that you need to line up the architecture and infrastructure, but also the way it's implemented into the business processes and tangles all the stuff together. So now... Uh, we, Dominic started with it actually, that the business is now demanding security to be infused with every process, so it should be wrapped up around the data, it should be wrapped up about the workloads. You need to change the architecture of the solutions you deploy, you need to think of how you use microservices, how you actually uh, embrace the containerized environments, the functions, the stuff that AWS is coming up with, the Lambda and uh, the likes from Google. There's a lot of things that can improve the utility of security, the way it's uh, onboarded, the way it's operational and actually brought to the agile environments, not only in terms of the agile business, but also agile environments in terms of DevSecOps and the likes. Absolutely. So was the same that you saw at InfoSec then? Well, uh, it's the first day. Uh, the first day gone, the second day and the third is ahead of us. But what I've seen at the InfoSec is that people actually are looking at how they build ecosystem security. They expand their portfolio, not only from the architectural and infrastructure standpoint, but also in terms of what they cover, who they partner with, how they go to market to make enterprise-wide security instead of point solving some issues within the enterprise. People started to understand, the vendors started to understand that they cannot anymore just go and sell um, endpoint or go and sell identity. They need to have a story, the broader coverage, and actually bring value to business, bring value to uh, the enterprise IT in general. And more importantly, I've, I've been excited to, to figure out new stuff talking to people. I, there's some vendors that have a massive in footprint on the market, which is continuously hidden, and I will not disclose it, but anyway, that's, that's just gorgeous when you talk to people and they bring you the insight that you never had. So that's, that's my takeaway on the day one. Fantastic. Dom, how about you? Are you, are you as enthused by the, uh, the, by the exciting stuff at InfoSec? Oh, Constantine sets the bar very high, but of course, <laughs> security is the passion for everybody on my team. So, yeah, very pleased to be uh, in the thick of it, so to speak, Europe's uh, largest and leading security conference. It's uh, where we thrive. Thank you for asking. Um, so if I can uh, sort of uh, touch on what I presented our breakfast briefing yeah. this morning. So I kind of set the scene for the, the theme that we're following this year. So uh, tying in with the uh, Tom Cruise film, uh, very recent one back in 1983, <laughs> Risky <laughs> Business. Yes. So uh, casting my mind back because the topic just seems to really fit so well with those concerns, as I mentioned earlier, what is it that the, the CISOs are really focused on? So they are challenged by a lot of the, the, the topics that Mark and Constantine have just run through. Uh, the fact that um, we're, we're shifting from a, a perimeter-centric security reality to a post-perimeter one, where we need to think about concepts such as agile, cloud, mobility, IoT, um, augmented and, and virtual reality, and more besides that. The, 
the paradigm of what security needs to be and must be to protect the organization, but also to enable what the organization wants to do, uh, are changing rapidly. So the, the kind of the, the heart of that point is the fact that security needs to be much more business focused. We cannot afford, we have to keep on, because it's important, we have to keep on focusing on our traditional security metrics, things like uh, number of devices managed and uh, managed, uh, beg your pardon, mean time to detect, mean time to remediate, but we can't only focus on them. That's something that's useful for us as security professionals, but we need to show how that's relevant and impactful for the business. And that's where the risk part comes in. Mm -hmm. Risk is something that is very much a classical business concern. And it's something that gets talked about in relation to, to IT security a lot. But the connection between enterprise risk and security risk isn't always clear. And it's not necessarily something that security professionals are used to thinking about. So we're detecting through our conversations with the CISO panel and with vendors as well, uh, the fact that people are thinking more about how can I talk about my security concerns in the language of enterprise risk so that the business and the board, importantly, can understand what we're talking about and so we can help affect change, but also so how can we um, support the business in achieving its strategies and goals in a secure way. So to the point that Constantine mentioned, making sure that security is inherent by design, by default, part of business as usual, rather than being something that's added as an afterthought and being a blocker. That's great. And any, any takeaways from the first day of InfoSec as well? Yes, so building on what I just talked about, a key element of what I was talking about today and what my team focuses on is this idea of trust. So that point I mentioned, the sort of connecting security being more business focused, communicating through the language of risk. The kind of the, 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 the goal, the ambition for that is to provide the digital trust that enables digital transformation. I've been hearing a lot about zero trust. Uh, but we at IDC have a slightly different take on that. So where zero trust is by default not trusting, therefore not simply giving away access to everyone, which we think is a good starting off point, we think that there's a need to build on top of that. We think that there's in particular uh, an important focus that needs to fall on context. So. Um, the context in the sense of who I am as a persona, what my role is, what my entitlements are to start with. But then beyond that, where am I? What, what am I doing? What am I trying to do? So if I'm trying to access sensitive um, personal or, or corporate data, does it make sense for me to be accessing that across the public Wi-Fi in a cafe, for example? Mm. Bearing in mind that kind of context to try and get to a, a, an optimum uh, solution that enables people to do what they want to do, but in a, in a fashion that it bears in mind the, the security and compliance needs of the organization. Mm. So that's the kind of, it's not just privileged access management, it's taking it to a contextual level as well. Yes, that's a, a fair point. So privileged access management is one of the strongest um, growth areas we see across the IDC product taxonomy for, for software. Um, but that, that's just one part of the picture. We need to, to connect that to the reality of people needing to, to do the business they want to do rather than security, as has in the, been in the case in the past, of being a blocker, saying no. It's supposed to be about yes, and here's how, a way that you can do it securely. So that's great, Dom. That actually links really well with our Identity and Privacy Conference in the UK we've got coming up in September. Uh, we'll put the information in the description of the podcast below if you want to hear more about that. And just to finish up, guys, um, I'd love to hear what you think is coming up next in the security industry. So why don't we go around and, Mark, we'll start with you. What do you think is the big thing that's coming down the pipe? What's, what's next? Sure. Um, what I've been hearing a lot of buzz about uh, 
both at InfoSec and you know over recent conferences is uh, endpoint detection and response and managed endpoint detection and response. Um, this is an area that is enabling organizations to take a more proactive approach to threat hunting uh, and preventing uh, attacks and incidents before they compromise the business. Why uh, EDR and managed EDR? Because fundamentally organizations are struggling um, with the skill shortage and aren't necessarily capable to run these programs on their own. So uh, vendors and their partners are coming out with um, tailored uh, MEDR services that help those organizations get the benefits um, of the EDR capabilities. If you think about it, the, the whole EDR thing, the, the threat intelligence talks into these the automation, the uh, what we call a CIRO, uh, which previously was an SVM. So th there is a growth of interest in terms of automation of security. So people are looking at SOAR and where SOAR will actually end up. Will it be at the orchestration layer? So the service nows and the likes of this world, or oh, it actually will move into the CM. This, this is something that is undefined and we're looking for a resolution over time. And the other thing is actually the architectural shift. The enterprise are moving to the new space, they are moving to the cloud, they are using containers, they are using microservices, functions. So how is security going to handle that? There are a couple of vendors that already have their solutions, but they are still in the initial stage. And if you go to the KubeCons over this year, you will figure out that security is one of the key topics um, on, the on the floor there. So there's, there's a bunch of things happening in terms of techie stuff. And yeah. And from my perspective, building on uh, what both Mark and Constantine have, have, have just shared, I think the, the, the message needs to, to evolve at a, an overall level. So where I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, what we talked about today, uh, the aspiration of security uh, providing the digital trust that enables digital transformation. What I'd expect to see next is the ability to then execute upon this, to really embed security as part of business as usual, make sure that security is part of the, the core enterprise vision. There's a consistent uh, enterprise strategy of which uh, security is a key theme, uh, right down to the fact that security should be truly embedded into the enterprise platform, whether that's for digital transformation or for whatever purpose, making sure that security is at the heart and natural to what we do. Yeah, that's actually tallies really well with the DevSecOps topic where security is still yet, still seen as a beat attached in the end. So this is probably the, the couple of spaces within the enterprise uh, uh, digital transformation journey, including DevOps, including the cloud migration, where the architecture and the actual implementation of security needs to be seamless, invisible, and still delivering the operational value to the enterprise as a whole, not just security uh, in particular in IT or NetOps or whatever you name it, that bunch of de departments you can find. <laughs> and if I can jump off on what Dominic was saying earlier about zero trust, um, with one eye um, to our identity and digital trust conference, which is scheduled for September, I just want to take a little further what Dom was saying. Um, and one direction we see this going is what we're calling um, discretionary trust. And again, this comes back to what I said earlier about the volumes of, of data that organizations are collecting. They're also collecting um, 
data on user activity that's enabling them um, to build up behavioral biometrics uh, and through those behavioral biometrics and in association with other people parts of data such as location, device and so on, um, the organization can make decisions about where and when and to what to grant access to. And that's what we see as discretionary trust, which is a more um, business enabling uh, alternative to the zero trust approach. And that's ultimately what we think security should be a, a business uh, enabler. And that's something we'll talk about more in September. Thanks, Mark. And really great point you've raised there. And I just wanted to show how that fits into overall model in the sense of what I talked about, sort of the top-down approach, setting a consistent vision, strategy, and platform for for the enterprise that has security at the heart and running all the way through it. But bear in mind that business is conducted by people. So we shouldn't forget the people part. It's really important to build a bottom-up security culture within the organization as well. Yeah, a lot of the vendors that I spoke to on the first day have stressed the importance of customer experience and user experience. And you, you can't stress that enough because ultimately, if uh, there's too much friction uh, in the security, then they will circumvent it. They will look for ways to get around the security protocols and that will weaken um, the environment and introduce vulnerabilities. That's guaranteed. And that circles back nicely to the theme of our event today and our, our coverage of the space uh, for, for the time being, the risky business theme, the need for security to focus on enabling the business and the people within that business to do what they want to do, shifting the perspective from security being at best a gatekeeper, at worst a blocker, towards becoming that business enabler. And that also entails changing how security presents itself in the enterprise. So it's not only about changing the enterprise and infusing security, but also about changing security to be accepted by enterprise. And ultimately, to, to wrap up on the risky business theme, um, the last thing you want is your CISO behaving like a teenage Tom Cruise. You need a much more <laughs> um, you know, measured and mature approach to organizational hmm. security. Okay, thank you all very much. And I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today. Um, we need to get over the road and get to InfoSec, I think. So thank you all very much for listening. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And if you want to join in the discussion, please find us on LinkedIn, on YouTube, or on Twitter under IDC Amir. And uh, get in touch. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you've got anything to add, uh, thank you all very much. And see you next time. Thank Cheers. you. Speak to you next time. Thank you.